Do you want to do you want to sing an intro song? No. I uh, made up some songs this week. You did for each day of the week except Sunday. I forgot Sunday, which actually is fine because, I mean, what? Pete the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Sunday is an easy one because it's just going to be the blues because <laughs> you know everyone's got the Sunday blues, right? Do you but, think that's like a thing? The Sunday blues? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. But like, does everybody call it Sunday blues? I think a, a very large number of people, yes. I think I saw it on the internet like a couple months ago. And did I, I closed like, the garage oh. just then? Yes. I think I did too. I'm pretty sure you did. Now I remember because I tried to hit the garage door closer with my keys. Oh, good. So there we go. Okay. Uh, anyway, Sunday blues <laughs> is something you think everyone's into. Well, I think I saw something on the internet a few months ago that was like talking about Sunday blues. And like in a term similar to that. And I was excited because I was like, oh, there's like a word for this that matches what we call it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I know that everyone feels the Sunday blues. I guess I don't know that everyone calls it that. We need to make this a recognized phenomenon. Maybe if we get it recognized as like a mental health disorder, we'll finally get a four day work week. It's going to be in the DSM 100 or whatever. Eight, nine. I don't know what we're up to. I don't either. It seems like we kind of stopped at five. Like, it was... Do you know what the DSM is like? Is like Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter was like, okay, we've got Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Tournament Edition, Street Fighter 2 Alpha. I'm so curious about the segment of, like, the Venn diagram that crosses over between DSM people and Street Fighter. That's (laughs) why people listen to this show, because... Where else are you going to hear that? Yeah. Who else is going to make that (laughs) uh, parallel? Yeah. If not me. It's Um, your responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. Well, I guess I won't have a song. Um, Do you have, do you want to share any of your like reviews of my days of the week songs? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I forgot you were here right then. (laughs) No, it's like an honest review. Man, next to me in the car, and you're like, I forgot you were here. Well, just that, like, uh, you're like, literally, yeah, you're right here. And the thing that I was thinking in my brain was just vocalized out loud. Now, I'm going to be, let's be fair to me first, and I'll, I'll handle that portion. These were songs that I just made up lyrics to for each day of the week while I was sitting in my car. Uh, so there's, there's no actual, like, music, and... I didn't really have music in mind either. And so just sort of started making up <laughs> songs about the days of the week. Um, there was, The way that you sang about Thursday really reminded me of a Phantom of the Opera song. Yes. And I cannot figure out what it is. Also, it was uh, one that Gerard Butler sang, which you were like, didn't people hate <laughs> <laughs> Which you didn't really answer, I and I assume it. it means yes. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh. But I'm going to say this. For me, Pete, who is not known for his singing, uh, to sing on the level that it was even somewhat comparable or at least mildly reminiscent to something from Phantom of the Opera, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's, I take that as a compliment. Okay. And no one can take it away from me. Okay. Um, we we're just talking about, so we're driving, and uh, 
friend is going to meet us with some burritos. Yeah. We were just talking about, okay, we went to my mom's house for dinner like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she made like a... Uh, Chipotle inspired Indian style giant burrito. Bowls. Yeah. And so we got there and she's like, well, I'm trying a new recipe and whatever. And I was like, that's very brave. Cause like whenever, <laughs> yeah, like whenever you come to my house, I would never make something brand new. <laughs> and I, I don't know that after I said it, I was like, that kind of sounded a little insulting, but it really wasn't. I was like, no, I mean, it's fine. I'm not going to complain about my mom making me free food. I think it was just like, oh, you're trying something new that's like large and like, not only is it a new recipe, but then we found out that she didn't even, she's never even tried the thing that it was based on. She's never had a burrito bowl. And we were like, what do you mean you never had a burrito bowl? And I was like, well, have you had, uh, you know, like a Chipotle or a Qdoba? And she's like, I've never had either of those things. And then she liked what she made. And mm-hmm. I asked her if she was going to try Chipotle. And she was like, no, like pretty immediately was like, no, I'm still not interested. Yeah, I thought it was very strange because I was like, okay, so not only are you making a burrito bowl, something you personally have never made, but you're making a kind of food that you've never had before. And then I was sort of like, I I was smart enough not to say this out loud, but in my head I was like, how would you know if this was good? Well, yeah, like how well does it match up? And also, okay, so she liked what she made and we all did too. And then I would want to try Chipotle to be like, how does mine stack up to theirs? What Do I like, like mine better? And then if I did, then I would feel amazing and I would be so smudged. And then if I didn't, then I would want to know, like, what was it about this other recipe? Yeah. Well, not only that, but then I was like, then you add the layer on of, so she's like working through an Indian cookbook for some reason. Um, and I think they were vegan. Yes. Also, they had tofu in it. The tofu was not good, but it was fine. It wasn't her fault that it's not good. It's because I think there's like two things that tofu works in, unless you just like to eat tofu. Mm. But um, I was like, how? yeah, how do you know if it's like, is this good or not? And then how do you know if it's like, well, maybe the Indian version is what I'm not into. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's too many layers here of unknown that she subjected us to. Yeah, I don't really know what I ate in that that was Indian. I think the rice wasn't like typical Mexican style rice. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the veggies, but I didn't eat the tofu. And that was one of the Indian heavy flavors. I guess. I I felt like it tasted pretty similar to what you'd get at a Chipotle as yeah. far as like seemed a lot like Mexican flavors to me. It was good, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe Mexican food and Indian food has more in common than I think. I doubt it. I have my doubts. Tamarind. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, it did have tamarind, (laughs) which then, of course, inspired a long talk. See, uh, Potoween 2021 (laughs) on this show when we, we, you and I both sampled a bunch of candies from Mexico. Should not be called candy. Yeah, I was not a fan. I mean, I there I got a couple suggestions afterwards for candies from Mexico that are pretty good. Mm. And they were pretty good. You know, like one was basically like a Nutella thing. Oh, yeah. Something else. But overall, I was like, I I don't understand. Like, 
I, it's just my my brain, my tongue, my brain, all that shit does not read chili powder and tamarind as candy. No. Um, at all. I guess tamarind seemed more appropriate in. Oh, the tamarind was in. She made caramel because she oh, got ice okay. cream, and then the, the, she was like, "Yeah, I made like a tamarind caramel." Which she also gave us, and was like. It doesn't look very good. Yeah, and then was like kind of, I don't think she liked it because like at the end of the, the dinner, I was like, do you want me to put this in something, like save it or whatever? And she was like, eh. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But it was all, that was also funny because there was like a lot of it. There was, there was a like lot two of full cups of tamarind caramel that I think she was like medium hot on. Did you like it? I thought it was fine. Okay. If she hadn't told me there was tamarind in it, I don't think I would have known. But then somehow, like, when she told me there was tamarind in it, I could get, like, a tamarind aftertaste, (laughs) you know, and was like, oh, this is this is ruined. You should have told me that it had, (laughs) I don't know, bacon fat in it or something. And I'd have been like, huh, that's weird. I'm turned off of this, so maybe I don't like bacon fat. Would have been good for my future health. I don't know that you would have gone that far. Yeah, probably not. Nah. Um, well, I I had an amazing thrift store find this week. Oh, amazing on whose term? Your term? On my For terms. Sure. Yep. Everyone who, else will be confused by that. Who else's terms would we go on? No one. Yeah. You don't need to judge your decision. Well, thrift, thrifting is a very personal activity, I think. That's like the beauty of thrifting and why thrifting is often ruined by like online resellers. Because when you're online reselling, you're not really like looking for things you want. You're looking for things anyone would pay for. Oh. But like if you're just looking for your stuff and then the guy over there is looking for his stuff, you're looking for different stuff. So it all kind of works out. But anyway, um, I just I was going to tell you. So there's a big store called Second and Charles in Fort Collins. Yes. And they have a bunch of used comics and books and stuff like that. Yes. And uh I can't remember why I was looking it up, but I was for some reason yesterday. And I saw it had really low reviews on Yelp. And I was like, what? Uh, oh, I was looking it up to find used CDs, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um, and that was like one of the things that came up, but it had really low reviews. So I went into it and almost all the bad reviews were from people who had like sold or tried to sell their shit to Second and Charles. Oh. They're like, I brought a whole box of books there and they only offered me seven dollars. It's garbage what you're interested in. That's exactly what I thought. And then eventually what I wrote because I was like <laughs> so fed up with all the reviews on there. And I was like, all right, I need to I need to stand up for this store because the other version of bad review on there was people being like, the stuff isn't very well organized, which is true. Yeah. So. I got on and started typing this review and basically I was like, okay, first let me address the people who've sold their shit there and were not happy with the price. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, you went in there with a box of garbage (laughs) and believe me, I know because I've been on the other end of like used book acceptance and like almost everything people bring in is complete garbage. When you were volunteering, was that something you would do also? Yes. Okay. I mean, I wasn't supposed to, but then I just started doing it because I was bored. (laughs) I volunteered at a used bookstore for a very short time. We also accepted uh, donations at the library. Right. I know that. And uh, yeah, the used bookstore, I mean, like, 
people would just bring in a huge box of books and it would be like paperbacks that were like desiccated and falling apart. And then, you know, like you could tell this box had been in someone's garage for like 10 years mm-hmm. or they'd bring in a, a box of books and it had like a physics textbook from 1997. And you're like, nobody wants this. Nobody can make use of this is a horrible thing to still have. And they would bring it in. Now, that bookstore, at least, was just like you just donated your books. Yeah. Um, it was like no cash back. nonprofit yeah. thing. And then uh, library, same deal, right. right? But you would be shocked how many people donate books to the library and expect those books to show up on the shelf in the library. <laughs> you know, and they'll be like, uh, what happened to that, you know, fucking, I don't know, free Bible I got in the mail that I donated to you? Why isn't it on the shelf? So and you're like, I mean, we have plenty of Bibles. <laughs> Not free. Anyway, um, something I learned there was like, People grossly overestimate the value of their like personal collections of books, movies, and music. Yeah. Which is hilarious because they walk in the door with a box of stuff and they're like, I'm glad I'm clearing all this old crap out of the garage. Yeah. And then they walk out after getting an offer for $7 thinking like, I cannot believe my treasures (laughs) were like, I I feel so personally insulted by the way that they've addressed my, you know, valued, carefully curated collection of nonsense. And so like, I just knew that was what was going on with most of these people. And I was like, I know you probably paid $29.99 for that copy of Eat, Pray, Love in 2006. And it's just been sitting on a bookshelf since then. But like, it's not worth that much anymore. And just banish that number from your head. But then the other thing is I was like, the people who are saying it's disorganized and stuff, I was like, listen, this is a a type of bookstore that I lovingly call the shithole bookstore, which is like, there was one I went to maybe in Denver, I think. It doesn't matter. Um, They have, you know, bookshelves and stuff, but that's really just more like a guidance for the piling and stuff like that. And there's just piles of shit everywhere and it's not very well organized. And that's my favorite kind of bookstore. Cause I'm like, well, you can go in there and find treasure. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, yeah. Or I guess you don't really go in there and find treasure to be honest, but there's always the possibility. There's always the hope that you'll uncover something and be like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. It never happens. But it's always like, this is like the closest I get to gambling is like going to used bookstores of this variety. Well, I feel like whenever you're going thrifting or like to a used wherever, secondhand wherever, like you really can't be going in there with a purpose. Exactly. Because then you're not going to find the thing and you're going to be frustrated. But like, okay, we went secondhand shopping for some bar stools for you Uh and didn't find anything. But I found two things that were great. And like, because we just stumbled upon them and it wasn't something we were seeking. It was way more exciting. Right. It's like we went with a vague mission. Yeah. But you know, if I didn't walk away with two bar stools, that was fine. Right. And also it was like, well, this is, it was less like we must get these bar stools and more like, well, this gives us like a framework to hang this shopping experience on. Yeah. I I agree with you 100%. And 
And I'm, that's like what I said in there too, was like, hey, if you want a specific book or a specific record or something, buy it online. Like, just buy it. Don't go there looking for one specific thing. This is about like going and looking around. It's the experience. Embrace it. And if you don't like that, that's fine. But then this isn't the store for you. It's like giving a bad rating to a candle store because you go in, you're like, they don't have anything but fucking candles in here. (laughs) You're like, well, yes. So I went to the Habitat for Humanity Restore. This used to be my favorite thrift store. Now it's probably my second favorite thrift store. What's your favorite one? I think the Ark is better now. Oh, okay. Um, the Habitat Restore used to have lots of weird shit in it because they were kind of like a normal thrift store, but then also had like uh, building materials. Yeah, now it's like only building stuff. No, it's like the opposite oh, they now. Because yeah. for a while it was more building stuff yep. and not like big item stuff. Yeah. They had. Yeah. I mean, they had like lumber. They had like doors. Furniture. They had a fucking huge aisle of doorknobs, you know, just whatever. And it was always like something where I could never figure out. I don't know how they got some of this stuff, but like you'd go in one. I went in this time and they had just a huge bin full of those sproingy things that go behind the door. Mm, yeah. Door stopper. Um, and I was like, I don't know why those are there, but there they are. So, um, and this was like a discussion we had with my mom, actually, because she was like complaining about the restore not being any good anymore. Yeah. It's, it, she's so funny that way, too, because she's like a thrifter. But, you know, if it like the thrift store gets like too highfalutin, she's like, ugh, never mind. Um, but I 100% share her opinion. So anyway, I'm in there and, you know, I just like look around because it's like, walking distance from where I work. And so sometimes if I'm just like dead inside and staring at this every day I go into work, I take a walk and sometimes I go there. So I was walking around and I found a 200 CD disc changer. Um, So it's just a big black box that holds 200 CDs and, you know, would play them. Uh, and I was like, eh, and I went past it. And then I came back and I was like, eh. Um, so I've been listening to records lately because, uh, A, when we're both working at home, it helps to not use the Spotify because I don't want to use the bandwidth. But B, I like listening to albums all the way through. And I was like telling you yesterday that I'm like... Uh, you know, a dog and I can't make a decision. Like it's just from thing like to thing. Too tempted to jump around on Spotify. Yeah. I can never listen to an album straight through. I have to go like, uh, all right, I'll listen to this one song or I listen to three songs from one album. And then I get up from my desk and forget that I left it playing. So I don't hear any of the rest of the album. <laughs> so anyway, I was just like, you know, maybe CDs would be a good way to like listen to more albums because it would just kind of force me to listen to the album. They're pretty cheap right now. They're like readily available at the thrift stores. This would give me another thing to examine at the thrift stores, which is obviously what I need. And um, so I went for it and it was $25, which is pretty cheap. So I bought it. I carried it home through a very treacherous, snowy field. 
and then had to walk back about halfway because I lost my badge to get into work. Can you uh, just put the dimensions of this so people understand how cumbersome? <laughs> yeah, I would say it's like if you had dimensions wise, maybe if you took like three uh, 12 packs of beer and like sandwiched them together. It's not nearly that heavy. Yeah. But size wise, I would say that's pretty close to like what it would be like if you stood them up on the, the end. So they were on the tall side. Um, I think that's about it. Do you it's think like, that's accurate? Kind of like a CPU is what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's pretty big, but I mean, it's almost entirely hollow. Yeah. So it doesn't weigh a whole lot. But still awkward to carry. Yeah. So I, uh, I carried it back, put it in my trunk. And then I, you know, we were talking that night. I came home and then I was like, oh, I did a thing today and told you that I bought this. And you seemed very confused by this purchase. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just Yes. The way that you were describing it, I didn't, you were like saying CD changer and I didn't understand that it played CDs. Like, oh, okay. Didn't say like it's a CD player that will hold and rotate 200 CDs in and out. That's why I was confused. I see. I see. That makes sense then. And then also, uh, because do you want to share how many CDs you own? Yeah. Well, that's the funny part. Well, one of the funny parts. Uh, I got at home and was like, I don't own any CDs. Yeah. None. And we tested it today and you were like wondering about it. And I was like, oh, I have CDs. I have a Pantera CD in my car that you got me like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. I think I got that probably from the library donations. Probably. Bin. Yeah. And like at that time, well, I think still, you know, we couldn't really do anything with CDs. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll take this for a... Uh... It's kind of a running joke for me and Poonmaster Flex. We used to go to Panera yes. on the weekend and do a crossword puzzle. With the old. With the old people. And uh, I would always call it Pantera. Yep. And was like, you know what they should do is like once a year for like a week, they should rename this place Pantera Bakery. <laughs> and then, like, make it real metal and Halloweeny and stuff. Because I was like, that would be just so the opposite of what Panera is. Right. Because we would go there on, like, Sunday mornings, and it would be quiet. And there would be, like, little groups of retired people hanging out, like, yep. eating a nice quiet breakfast or chit-chatting, reading the newspaper. Yep. Old man would be eating potato chips and drinking black coffee. <laughs> And I would look over at him and nod because I'd be like, yep, he knows what's up. Um, so that's why there was a, a Pantera CD in your car, which I discovered you've never listened to. No, ever. no. I think I put it in your CD player before. I think you did. And then I think I needed more. Oh, I remember what happened because then you made me that Kelly Clarkson Red CD. Oh, yeah. And I was so excited because that meant that I had to pop out Pantera because there wasn't enough room. In my six disc CD player. Oh, shoot. And that's, yep, that's how I got back in the case. Yeah, it was like I was singing the first part of Cowboys from Hell, which is the first track because it's like a greatest hits or something. And uh, it seemed completely alien to you. Yep. And I was like, I'm starting to be suspicious that you've not only not listened to this multiple times, but maybe never <laughs> even listened to any of it. The first three ever. seconds. Ever, yeah. <laughs> 
Not even just You can see why my songs turned out so good. So anyway, I uh so I pop in Pantera and put it in and immediately break it. Immediately what seemed to be broken. Confuse it? I don't know what happened. It thought that I, it was, well, at first I was like, it seems to think this is a Neil Young CD for some reason. And it's like, you could program in stuff and that was confusing, but then I think I erased all that. But then I, I you know, I put the CD in and it like, inside this changer, it has a carousel. Yeah. And the CDs stand up on edge. Yep. And so they're like in a big donut shape from above, Mm -hmm. if you're looking down. And uh, they rotate into a position where an arm basically comes out, grabs it, and puts it into a thing that spins it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I put the Pantera CD in there, and then it made some noises that did not sound like CD player player. noises. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, then it was just saying, no disc. And I was like... Well, I mean, I know there's only one out of possible 200, but that's still a disc, not no disc. Um, The only thing I could think to do was to then, okay, so Pantera CD was in position one. So what I did was take the accompanying DVD that came with the Pantera Greatest Hits, put it in position one. And just kind of see what happens. That's why you put it in position one. You yeah. put them both in one. Yeah. Well, no wonder it vanished and broke. Well, it had vanished before I put the other one in one. Still. I put it in one because I was like, well, there's not, there isn't going to be room for two things to vanish from the same position, right? That can't be possible. Right. But it probably knows like, oh, I need to take the disc in me out. That goes back in one. And then I need to spin and lift new disc in position two. Exactly. This is what I was hoping would happen because I was like, I need to prompt this somehow to recognize that it has a CD that it has vanished. Ah. So I was like, if I put it in two, what if? What am I going to do if then two is just gone? Well, there's no way that could happen because there's <laughs> only there's only one like player part. I mean, that's what I would have thought too. But at this point, I was like, we got to entertain any possibility. Like it's not <laughs> the other dimension of CD. This CD player is not conforming to a reality that we're used to and understand. This is like a new thing. So anyway, it made a bunch of noise and Did clunking not sound. sound. Good. Nope. It and then also stopped like rotating. It seemed. Yep. It seemed to just be like have given up. And then I opened it up and looked inside with a flashlight and was like, okay, Pantera Disc One is now just like laying on its side <laughs> in the guts of the machine. And Pantera Disc 2 has vanished, but that's fine. Could you imagine if it had been full and then Pantera 1 whenever it was like spilled out in the guts and how the domino effect would have happened? For oh my all God, the it would be a nightmare. I think what you just described is probably why this was at the Habitat for Humanity Restore. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is a thing I want to like. This is my PSA that I want to do for today and like my mayor of America thing for today. Um, Donate your old shit that works to the thrift store. Don't donate your broken shit to the thrift store. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't help anybody. That just makes everybody's life a little worse. So don't do that. Fuck you if you do that. 
um, die. <laughs> but like, I do wonder. I'm like, I wonder if this person knew that this thing didn't work. I mean, it's entirely possible they didn't know. It seems like it could have come from like an estate sale. Like, oh, yeah, that's probably someone true. died and had this like newfangled technology that they'd had since the 90s. Well, here's what I thought was weird about it, though. There were a couple. So there were some CDs that had been programmed in because what you can do is, I guess, if you wanted to painstakingly go through each of the 200 CDs Gee. and manually program in the name of each, the artist and the uh, song oh, titles. I would do that. For 200? Well, like at least the CD titles and artists. That's going to be like 2,500 songs. I don't care. Oh, okay. No, a CD title and artist. I got gotcha. you. So 200. Okay. Well, 400. 400. But also, like, I don't, I don't know. It's okay. It seems like there was a keyboard accessory that went with this at no. some point. What? It has a port For on why? the front. So you could type that shit in. Oh, like keyboard. Sorry, I thought you meant like piano keyboard. I was like, so you could like oh, no, no. accompany your favorite songs? No, now you're talking about a device I made up in my dreams. <laughs> no, this was like something that... Um, okay. Yeah, it, it was different from that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, because like, think about this way. You would have to go in and like you're typing in these 400 uh, names and titles and stuff. Mm hmm you would have to do that, though, by going like, okay, I'm in position one, and it starts with A. Yeah. And I go click, 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 all the way to T for T Swift. Then, then, then you go second position. Well, that's an A, so that's convenient. Then you have to go to Y. Then you have to go to L. You know what I'm saying? It would yeah. take forever. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple CDs in there programmed in that I was like, I don't know if this was like an old person. There were a couple by Selena in there. Hmm. And I was like, okay, a Selena fan is probably like in their 40s to 50s. But what if, okay, like what if it was someone who was close to our parents' age? Mm. And like, because I remember having stuff like this as a child. Yes. Okay. That, yeah. Could have been and a so kid. So like maybe. Who's now a grown adult. <laughs> the family was like, you know what? 200 slots is enough to share. Yeah. So we will allow you slots 40 through 70. And <laughs> you can put your crap in there. And then we know to avoid it. That would actually work pretty well, I think. See? Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, it was crushing disappointment today. Crushing. And uh, I'm not sure where the receipt is, but I'm going to find it and take it back. Because... Also, <laughs> I was at the checkout. The girl who was working there, who looked to be about 10, was like, um, here's the receipt. You can bring this back if it doesn't work. And I was like, I don't seem real confident that it's going to work. And it does have a sticker on it that says tested. Although, you know, I've come to learn in my thrifting experiences, tested means like... It turns on. It turns on, yeah. It seems to be have some kind of function. Um which is a very low standard, but okay. I did look on like eBay and stuff. Cause I was like, I'm sure these are on there. What do they go for? And they go for like a hundred bucks closer to 150 with shipping. Cause all of them are like listed at around a hundred, but then have like a $50 shipping fee probably cause they're like delicate enough 
Right. That you shouldn't, for example, tilt it up on its side and carry it through the snow for like a half hour. That was what I wondered. Is if <laughs> It's possible. Because like, okay, at some point I got it working enough to where I could see it was trying to play a CD, but it, the CD was spinning in a very wobbly fashion. And well, I was like, even, I don't know a lot, but. Not even you like carrying it, but how it got transported to the restore and then how it was treated when it was stocked at the restore. Absolutely. Yeah. There are many, many ways in which it could have been destroyed, you know, function wise before, before I got to it. But, uh, so I don't know. That's like a dream deferred. I had these, these wild dreams. I was like, Oh my gosh, this solves the problem of like, Next time holidays come around, I'll be like, everyone just get me a CD and then they'll know what to get me. And it's cheap and it's easy. But then I was like, what if people inflict their music that they know I don't like on me? No, that'd be cruel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People get weird about music that way, though. They'll be like, this is good. This is objectively good. It doesn't matter. Like, of course he'll like it because this is a good thing and to not like it would be monstrous. No? No. You don't think so? No. (laughs) Fuck you if you're like so high and mighty and think you know everything about music. That's why there's like 85 different genres of music. This happened in a book club I was running one time, Um, like a personal, not a work book club. And somebody was trying to inflict upon the group like a, a sort of chiclet essays type book that I was just like not having it because I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to read this. Mm. Also, though, I was kind of unhappy with it because I was like, well, you've already read this book. So <laughs> like, why, why do the rest of us need to read this book? That makes no sense. But eventually I, I squashed that book club completely. And then restarted a new book club where we uh, read a book about cockroaches that ate a uh, child like vagina first. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. My sister came to that one, I think, and was basically like, not like at that scene, I just kind of had to like, I had to nope out on this book. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, you're not wrong. <laughs> There was also, that book club was when I discovered, well, I didn't discover, uh, I think you discovered Jeff Strand. Yes. Because it was that, okay, it was a Christmas. Yeah. Hark the Herald Angels Scream. Yeah. And it was Christmas stories. And most of them were not good because they were like clearly just short stories that people like grafted Christmas onto. Yeah. But then yours was about, uh, like a fictional version of the invention of that song, Christmas Shoes. Yeah. And how it's like the most depressing song ever. And like everybody would hear it and just start killing themselves. And like the guy who wrote it just didn't understand. He was like, this is a Christmas song. Like, why are you so also unhappy about this? And so on. Yeah, it was pretty lucky because we all just grabbed a random short story. And I think I grabbed two. I think you did. Yeah, that's right. Because I got a copy of the book and then butchered it yeah. into its separate stories so each person could take a story from it. And some of the stories didn't even make it because they were like front or back of a different story. Yes. So you like, 
there were some stories that might have been great, but we'll never know. Yeah. But this Jeffstrian one happened to make it through. Yep. And he's since become like one of my faves. Yep. So that that worked out. That book club was worth it. <laughs> that book club was destroyed <laughs> by uh, COVID-19. Yeah. But it was going well before that. We met at a, a shithole bar. And uh, I loved it. Anyway, so that's my saga with the CD player. Do you think I should f- pursue further? I was about to ask you and use that exact word. <laughs> or are you going to pursue this? I don't know. Because now, like, I had all these, like, visions in my head of, you know, me, like, laying stomach down on the carpet, kicking my legs, listening to CDs. While you're drawing, working on your drawing. Yeah, while I'm working on my drawings or, like, writing writing my name, but then with your last name. I was thinking that, too, and I was like, no, don't say that. That's weird, and he'll think it's weird. <laughs> drawing little hearts. <laughs> good, thing, good thing I have no filter, apparently, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. No, I love that you thought that, because I thought that, and I was like, no, don't put this on a <laughs> podcast. No, I love that. Do that, please. Give me a beanbag chair, maybe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, or one of those inflatable chairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be more appropriate for, like, early 2000s. Well, because then I was like thinking about stocking this 200 CD player, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I discovered on eBay, you can buy like loose CDs with no plastic case and no artwork, which was perfect because I don't want that shit. I don't need that. I just need the CD. But it's kind of like just a random assortment. And so they're very cheap. They were like less than 50 cents a piece. Oh, wow. But... You have no idea what you're going to get. And it was even like, you'll probably get some doubles and, you know, you're just going to have to live with that. And, you know, I would look and try and look because they would take pictures of like the cases before they had been taken out of the cases and stuff. And I'd be like, I don't know, maybe like two out of every 10 or something I'm mildly interested in. But a lot of it seemed to be like early 2000 stuff. That would be great. Yeah. Could crank that up in our house and wear our neighbor. So. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, she might like it because she's probably close to my age, our age. She looks like she's probably somewhere around our ages yeah. in between, maybe. I don't know. So it might be nostalgic for her. Yeah. Maybe she'd be like, you know what? Right maybe on. her sweet doggo would love it. Oh, man. She's got this puppy. And like, you can just hear him howling it's sometimes. So, like whimpering. Yeah. He's like, and she came by one time because I was like in the garage with the door open and she was like "Uh, I'm sorry if my dog is howling he just does that when I leave I don't know why um, but he just won't stop I saw she took him for a walk today so there's still a bunch of snow and ice in our complex yeah so she she drove him to the mailboxes so he (laughs) She could get him across the street and then like they got out and walked into the she like, didn't little just dog pick park. Him up. I He's guess not. Tiny. I don't know. Maybe they were leaving That's after fine. that. Okay. That would be fair. I didn't pay much attention. I was just like, oh, there they go. And I noticed the dog was like <laughs> in her lap, in her face, licking her face. Oh. And I was like, I don't think that's how they usually drive together, because that doesn't seem workable. No. So anyway, I don't know if I'll pursue this further or not, because I can't decide, like, 
was this dream of like the 200 disc changer, something that I was just like, it, was it like a, a matter of convenience? And I was just like, you know, like it's a serendipitous thrifting find. And that's the beginning and the end of it. Easy come, easy go. My dad did offer. He has a stereo with a CD. It's a single one. You can't load 200 CDs in it. But. I mean, it is a like 200% decrease in the amount of CDs I was going to listen to. But a 100% increase in working. <laughs> That's true. So. A 100% increase in what I could actually listen to. <laughs> You make a good point. <laughs> That's pretty undeniable. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's in some ways I'm like, maybe the dream is dead. Okay. I've I think been... he was going to get rid of it soon, so. Okay. So I mean, need to decide soon. Also, you could just say yes, and we could pick it up and then see how you feel. If I hate it, just be like, done. Done yeah. with this. Or if it just doesn't feel right. If it isn't going to give you the dream and the vibe that you were hoping for, you don't have to set it up because it was just going to go to like Goodwill anyway. This is probably better than the alternative because I have considered my boss has a CD player in his office and it's like a desktop one where the CD is like vertical and you can see it spinning, which I think would be nauseating, but that's fine. But he just has it like sitting on top of a bookshelf, like completely out of the way. And I think it was left there from before he was in the job. <laughs> and so I've thought about just being like, hey man, can I have that? Like, I would take that, but I don't know. I'd Is it a single? Yeah, CD? it's a single disc as That's well. That's what my dad's thing looks like. Oh, okay. I'll show you a picture. All you right. can tag it with this podcast if you want to. That can be the like image. Should I like put up a vote after this episode? Oh yeah. Should Peter take Larry's CD player? Yeah. I'm probably, it's probably in good shape. He's probably yeah, barely yeah. used it. Uh, he's probably used it a fair amount. I think he's used it more because it's got a MP3 player dock. Oh. Um, I don't know if he's used the CD part much. Do you think it's got like the, the kind of iPod dock for like the old iPods? It Is that 100% does. Okay. Cause I'm into that. Cause I also, I sweetening <laughs> the deal. I have a, uh, cheese balls can full of old iPods. <laughs> yeah this was another stop on this I don't know what this quest is but this was a few years ago yeah I bought these from like the gov deals yep. like confiscated or lost property or whatever yep and they were just like uh here's a lot of iPods slash iPod-esque things and uh, I just got them and some of them I could reprogram and some I couldn't I mistakenly thought, because there's this program online called Rockbox, and what you can do is like put this firmware onto an old iPod, and then it just works like an MP3 player. So you could just transfer onto it from any computer and mess with it and do whatever. And I was like, that's awesome. That's what I need to do. This is my new life now. <laughs> and uh, But it, it doesn't actually work with the, any of the iPods that I got. Oh, no. Because they're like of the too new a generation or something. Uh. So that was kind of a bust. And then I've since been trying to figure out how to do it and still haven't really figured it out. But uh, so if it has a dock on it and it has CD players, it really does have 
It does. What I need. I think it might have an auxiliary cable too. It probably does. Wow. Why is he getting rid of this? What does he have now? I think now? he doesn't use it. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, he should donate it to the Habitat Restore if I don't take it, and then they can break it, and then someone can carry it home lovingly, and then... Lovingly? Yeah. Clean it up. There was some kind of gunk all over the dial that changes the discs. Ew. I was like, what was somebody eating uh, while they did this? And I said that so I didn't have to think about, like, who was jerking themselves off while listening to different CDs? That's yucky. Yeah. Like, just pick a song and stay with it. You don't have to get your juices all over the fluids. Oozes. Yeah. All over this thing. But yeah, that's, that's my tale. My tale of woe. I do also have a tape player. It's down at the bar I built in the garage. Because I was like, I don't come down here that much, so I'll just put this tape player down here. And I thrifted about five tapes, and I was like, I think that's all I need. <laughs> and one of them is Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. So I'm like, I think we're in good shape. Yes. And I, I have that and a Christmas album. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what else do you need? <laughs> so yeah, that's my, uh, my tale. I'm trying to listen to, like, one of my goals for this year is to try and listen to some new-to-me music. So I, I uh, for the first time, actually listened to a Billy Joel album and was like, it's great. Yeah. And you were There's like, no yeah, no popular. shit. And I was like, oh, why well, I didn't listen to him. I didn't know. There should be a setting on Spotify that's like play something that I've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah. Like it should be like play something I've never heard before, but also sort of fits in because like, yeah, I was listening to the song Easy Money by Billy Joel. And I was like, this is my favorite of the ones I listened to. And you and I both like at the same time, we're like, it's kind of sounds lucero Yes. It has that vibe. Yes. And I was like, I know that's a weird thing to say about Billy Joel, <laughs> but it just, that's true. And I was like, how come Spotify doesn't know this? Well, yeah, I heard it and was like, this sounds like something you would like. And then you said it sounds lucero And I was like, yes, that's why I thought that. Like, yeah, Spotify should totally, I know they'll like create playlists and it'll pepper in things that you do like and then new stuff but it seems more heavy with the stuff you do like and have heard before yeah or it'll be like an artist you've heard right. many times before and maybe like an album you don't listen to that much but i'm like i don't really need this is like you know when we do personalized reading lists at my work yeah if someone's like i like james patterson or no they say like i like alex cross novels I'm not like, oh, here's another James Patterson series. Because I'm like, (laughs) they probably know about that, right? Right, they've heard of this author. Yeah, like you got to go at least a little further. Or, you know, you can't be like, uh, oh, I really like J.K. Rowling. And then I'm like, have you heard of Robert Galbraith? (laughs) You know, like, I I don't know. It, It feels like if you're just doing that, you're not really doing anything. Yeah, I do feel like the Spotify exploration thing has never really brought me to something new that I liked. So I I liked Billy Joel. I listened to an album by 90s grunge outfit Tad. No. That was good. You hated it. Yup. A 90s grunge outfit helmet, which 
I also somewhat liked, and you hated, and uh, Liz Fair, yeah, Exile in Guyville, which, by the way, uh, the album art for that album shows her boob. You can see, like, I think two-thirds of her nipple, and it's just on there on Spotify. Why not? One of her other album covers is her, like, naked behind a guitar. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I was shocked because I was like, first of all, this was the album cover for this, like in the 90s. How come no one told me about this? I could have been every time I went to the record store looking at mm, two thirds of a boob. And, but on the other hand, I bet a lot of the record stores put like a little construction paper in there or something or to block like, it. But the price, like, yeah, the price sticker right over it. Because they're like, look, you got to buy this album if you want to look at a boob. <laughs> no free, <laughs> no free examinations. But if I'd known, I probably would have bought that album because that's how hard up it was to see a boob back then. And then I would have probably been like, well, I guess I might as well give it a listen. Right. And then I probably would have been like, oh, it's pretty good. And then, you know, she could have had a lifelong fan. Maybe she's like a genius marketer. And it's like, it's only the prudishness of middle America that prevented her from like rocketing through the stratosphere. Could be. But uh, anyway, that was good. And uh, I listened to a David Bowie album and I didn't really care for it. Which seems like a sin to say, because it's like everybody seems to like David Bowie. And I was just like, eh. I was like, well, it sounds like what I think David Bowie sounds like. And he's kind of like talk singing and whatever. So that, that's my journey so far. So I will be accepting new artists. Uh, if anyone wants to send, send one my way that they think I've probably never heard of um, or never listened to. I've heard of Billy Joel. It's funny because you called him Billy Joel and you always say William Joel. Yeah. But I feel like now that you've listened to him, you like respect him and are now calling him Billy Joel. It was like getting all scrambled in my brain because I was like thinking of him as William Joel and then thinking of seeing Billy Joel. And I was just like, it was like they were two different guys. <laughs> like if he had done a Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines thing and there was Billy Joel and William Joel. Hmm. I also heard a thing about Billy Joel that made me like him a lot, which is I heard that what he does is he buys out the closest seats at his concerts and then he brings down people who are like in the really cheap seats down uh. to the front because he's like, I got tired of like I would play and those really close expensive seats would all be purchased by these super rich people who are just not even really paying attention and didn't care. And he's like, but you know, somebody who's like paid $80 to just be like way the fuck in the back of the stadium. Nice. He's like, you know that if they come, they're going to be so excited. Yeah. And he's like, it just makes it a much more uh, fun atmosphere. That's really nice. I like that too. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. That's great. What a great philosophy. So I was like, okay, well, I, I can also like this guy. This is good. Um, that speaking of Garth Brooks, one of his albums is on my list to listen to. 
because I've never really listened to Garth Brooks, but then like, uh, you know, in the, in the sort of like 2020s thing we're doing where it's like everything's being culturally reevaluated. Um, I feel like Garth Brooks has been reevaluated because I think he was like the biggest selling artist of like two decades or something. Yeah. I mean, he made like a shitload of money and then, uh, but you know, he's kind of like faded from the scene for whatever reason. I don't know if he even makes music anymore or tours or anything, but I did find out that his stuff is not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music or anything. The only thing it's on is Amazon. And he did an interview, but it was very vague. He was just like, well, I talked to the people from Spotify. Uh, I had a meeting with them, which, by the way, that's how you know you're like a gigantic artist. Because Spotify is like, let's have a sit down with him and try and get his music on our platform. Yeah. Um. So I'm expecting that to happen to me with my days of the week songs. But anyway, they like sat down with him and were like, can we get you over to Spotify? And he was like, no, because they, I guess they make you do things to the music, you know, like compress it in different ways and stuff. And he was just like, eh, I didn't want to do that. So <laughs> I'm not doing it, which is also a sign that you must be gigantic because you can just afford I don't need that money. Yeah, you could just afford to be like, eh, fuck it. They want me to do things that I'm not inclined to do, and I'm just going to say no. Because, like, if Spotify met with me and they were like, we want you to put your podcast on, but, you know, you got to edit each episode down to 56 minutes or less, I'd be like, yes, immediately. <laughs> immediately, yes. How much money? And they'd be like, $2,000. And I'd be like, that's amazing. Yes, I'll do it. I probably wouldn't do it for that. Just, that's laziness, you though. have integrity. No, <laughs> it's laziness. <laughs> I mean, $2,000, because, you know, at first that sounds awesome, but I was like, how many hours of work is that going to be? I guess I could just chop the end off of every episode. It just ends mid-episode. Just be like, I, you know what? I'd call it, I'd rename it to the 56-minute show. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then just like, here's the premise of the show. Wherever I am at 56 minutes, it's done. <laughs> Oh, where We're at 55 to 20. <laughs> this is perfect. Oh my gosh. Do you have any last things to say? No. Think of something. I don't know. It's too much pressure. Oh God. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the first and probably last episode of the 56 minute show. I'm Pete. I'm Poonie. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.